This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the over 4,000 members that we have. Um, our goal is to provide some really good information to our listeners so you know about the buying process, the selling process. But also, it, today we're going to actually talk a lot about the keeping process and how to maintain your home. Uh, very, very important. And we have a couple of great guests today. They are what we call affiliate members of the Association of Realtors. Uh, we have Carlos Rosarios of Blueprint Home Inspection. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here, man. All right. Yeah. And uh, your buddy Gabe didn't scare you off too much no. from being <laughs> on the show. Yvonne did not. He did not. He said good things about you um, to my face, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that to my face. <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. All right. Carlos, how, how many years have you been a home inspector? Uh, so we've been in the home inspecting industry for roughly about 10 years. Uh, I'm sorry, eight years now. Uh, so it's been going good ever since we started. Um, and we'll kind of get into the history back uh, of how I got started. But, yeah, about, about eight years now. Okay, so I'll bet you've seen a thing or two. A thing or three or four, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we come across stuff every day. I feel like I learn something new every day. Um, if you're not learning something new every day, maybe you're not trying hard enough. Uh, but every day, every house, every property, every building uh, brings something new every day. And so I definitely enjoy it. All right. <coughs> we also have here in the studio with us a home warranty expert, and that is Susan Britter of First American Home Warranty. Hey, Good John. How are you? Doing well. Good. <clears throat> now, I know you're not nervous because this is not your first time on the show. No, I think it's like my fifth or something like that. Wow. Okay. But spread out over 15 years, that's, uh, yeah. you, you should get on the show more often. Yeah, we'll get to it, Don. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to my people. My people yeah. are the ones who set yeah, it all your, up. Have your people call my people. There you go. All right. <laughs> and um, you have seen a thing or two. You've. Oh yeah. I always say I should. I should write a. I should have <clears throat> been keeping a journal all these years, because mm. we see the craziest things, and it actually would have made for a very interesting book of just how people live and the crazy things our contractors find when they go to properties. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now you're going to see most of that through the eyes of the contractors, right? Right. W which takes a um, enhanced vision on your part. Now, y you've actually got to hear what they're saying yeah. and visualize it be because you're making a determination as to whether it's covered or not. Right. And not that you do that part individually, although I know sometimes you... Oh, I contribute greatly if, if there's an opinion <clears throat> that comes through um, and I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. I get very involved, and sometimes we might get another contractor out because it's like two different home inspectors might come up with varying reports, right? Absolutely. Because we're Absolutely. human with human eyes and their, your own filters <clears throat> and perceptions and whatnot. Yep. And the same thing can happen with contractors where one will go out and 
determine that something is broken down due to this reason, and another one might say, no, it's not that, it's this reason. Yeah. One of them might say, oh, it's been in disrepair for years. The other one might say, no, it probably worked. It probably just broke down a couple <laughs> yeah. days ago. Yeah. So, you know, it's just all part of the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, my people who set this show up did a good job by having a home inspector and a home warranty company on at the same time because there's a lot of uh, overlap there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And by people, you mean Donna. Ah, yeah. Donna Lozano. Shout out, yeah. Donna. Shout out, Donna. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Donna. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, she stepped it up. Uh, she, I mean, She's we're. Great. Yeah. She's great. Okay. What are. Let me start with you, Carlos. <clears throat> Give us some of the best homeowner tips so, uh, as far as maintaining a home. So y- you've seen a lot. Definitely. Uh, You've probably so. What what advice are you going to give our listeners as that? What's the best way to maintain a home? You know, so when we visit a property, for the most part, when we do a home inspection, usually it's during a a, a real estate transaction. So people are looking to buy the home, Um, and for the most part, the majority of stuff that we find is uh, preventative maintenance stuff. So things that the homeowner, the seller, um, whoever, uh, whoever lived there prior, um, could have maintained and did a better job of. maintenance in it keeping an eye on it before it actually got uh to where we have to call it out as a defect um so a lot of the big ones have to deal with areas that you don't necessarily visit every day so uh the least amount of uh defects that we find in a home are usually in the living areas because people see things um the defects that we usually find are the areas that people don't really visit you know the main was the roof uh so when's the last time you've been on your roof don um well that that's a bad question because mine was just last week (laughs) last week (laughs) yeah you could ask me but before okay never (laughs) susan when was the last time you've been on your roof never never so a lot of people don't go on their roof um me myself i don't really go on my roof unless i'm hanging christmas lights um so i people don't really go on their roof and so the roof Mm. is an area that people neglect uh, or they forget to maintain um so that was a big one um, a lot of the uh, attic Can I ask areas. You a question yeah, really go ahead. Quickly. What type of maintenance does a roof need? Uh, so on a roof, a lot of it has. So basically, your roof is trying to keep out the rainwater, trying to keep out the weather from your house. Uh, so it takes a beating. Um, so some of those areas, such as the flashing on the roof, so it's like a metal pan um, that sits underneath your roofing material, whether it be your composition roof shingles or your tile roof. Um, it sits underneath and it prevents water from getting in between the seams or the gaps. Um, there's also what's called plumbing stacks. Uh, so plumbing stacks are the pipes that you see sticking up out of your roof. Um, right at the base there, there's flashing, there's tape, there's mastic, there's rubber boots. And over time, the sun, the weather deteriorates some of these materials. And you have to go up there every so often and seal those areas up. So this way, water, debris, those types of things don't actually penetrate inside the house. Um, so preventative maintenance, uh, that's number one you're gonna hear me see preventative maintenance a lot so because it's be important a, roofer, a, a homeowner should have maybe a roofer obviously a professional roofer. oh absolutely out, absolutely a licensed roofer about how often should a homeowner have a roofer go up there and just take a look every three I'd, years i'd or? probably say about every five years five years um depending on you know the area of your house like if you live up in the foothills <clears> maybe where you get snow 
the snow does take a beating more than the valley where you just kind of get rain and sun. Um, so I'd say about every five years or so. Um, if you keep an eye on it every five years, you get it inspected, you get somebody to come and look at it and do the preventative maintenance items that we're talking about, it prevents the larger items such as water in the attic, you know, moisture intrusion, um, you know, water damage inside the home. It prevents a lot of those items from becoming an issue for sure. Boy, have we seen that in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. We've never gotten more calls on roofs. So we do have a limited roof coverage, but very few people actually purchase it. But I still feel the, the calls, and a lot of people don't think about their roof <coughs> until they Oh, absolutely. They just don't even think they have one. And you know yeah. what I'm saying. They just neglect it completely. And I, li I love that you said that. Some people forget they even have a roof because I've gone to many a home where you can tell they've gone in there and they've never looked up at their roof because mm -hmm. there may be bundles of tree debris, leaves, yeah, yeah. old yeah. leaves piled up in the valleys that cannot be good for a roof yeah definitely so in the valley so for people who maybe don't know the roof valley is where two roofs meet together and it's kind of at an angle um and so there's various roof valleys up on your roof um and that attracts debris you know uh moisture that's actually where the roof water comes down it hits the valley and then it sheds the water off to the ground um so in those areas if you have larger trees nearby your house or even your neighbor's house um, a lot of that stuff blows onto your roof and it sits and if you allow it enough time a lot of it will gather and as it rains comes down that valley while well, that debris is going to attract all that water uh, get wet get start seeping and water i don't know if you guys know anything about water water will find a way water will find a way through and it will eventually make its way down uh, and so if that debris is trapping water well, water's definitely going to find a way around it for sure. And the way around it is definitely going to be inside the house. So when I was a kid, my, my dad owned this laundromat that had a flat roof. Yeah. And um, we he had to get up there every year and, and maintain it yeah, like that. Flat roofs are, and yeah. when by the time I was a teenager, he figured I was old enough to, I could do it for yeah. him. <laughs> but he what he taught me is you pretend you're a drop of water and find your way into the, into the laundromat. Yeah. So I, it gave me an eye to look at things. It's like, okay, I'm going to go over here by this drain pipe. Uh -huh. And boy, look at all those leaves piled up there. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, i give you a perfect example. Our office has a flat roof. Um, now, flat roof, meaning <clears throat> it's not absolutely flat, but it has the, the pitch is very minimal. Um, and so if you get enough rain like we've had lately, um, Water's gonna stand, you're gonna get standing water, especially if you have low spots. Um, so our office roof um, was leaking, especially with the you know substantial rain that we have recently, and we had to fix the roof drain. And just like how you said, Don, the roof drain had leaves, debris, everything covered up there because nobody goes on this two-story roof ever, not even me. Um, and you, know, you don't think about it until it starts leaking uh, next to your desk. Uh, in the office and so we had to go up there and and clean out we actually had to cut away a piece of the section of the roof and repair it but we didn't think about it until it was you know too late and it already had you know come inside the building when we get back from our next commercial break our first commercial break i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little chance to think about this i want to ask you about underground or, or pipes inside of a concrete slab foundation yeah. so uh 
our listeners need to stay tuned because this is going to be a good, tough question. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so st- stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio helping us out today is Susan Britter of First American Home Warranty and also Carlos Rosario of Blueprint Home Inspection. And um, we're talking about maintaining a home. And in, in the first segment, we talked a lot about the roof, how important it is to look up there once in a while. Are there any red flags up there right. like... Tree, uh, leaves in the valleys um, or it's been a while since you've had it maintained with mastic around the pipes mm-hmm. or but no na- or no rain gutters or rain gutters that haven't been cleaned out right that's right. that's was such a prominent thing over the last few weeks is yeah. people realize you need to clean your rain gutters at least once a year <clears throat> definitely my favorite rain gutter story is i was going over to a buddy's house to watch a football game so not it's not related to a sale or an escrow and when i walked up i noticed some weeds growing out of his rain gutter (laughs) hey dan um you might want to clean that out because what's going to happen if you don't is you're going to end up getting dry rotted uh, fascia board there right he goes "Mm, yeah i'll get to it about three or four years later we went to sell his house got a pest report sure enough dry rot right under the fascia board yeah I predicted it, but uh, what that what that debris does too is actually puts a lot of weight on those rain gutters, and so the hardware starts to separate from the roof, and now you get that gap in between the rain gutter and the fascia trim, and now that water is constantly contacting the fascia trim all the time. So that's probably what happened, and Don called it out. Man, Don, you're good. Yeah, although I I didn't think of that part, the weight and how it would separate, and now you're going to get more water and moisture in there. So good call, Carlos. (laughs) I guess that's why you do what you do. I try sometimes. I definitely try. (laughs) All right. So we've gone from the roof. Now we're going to go all the way underground. Uh, Let's talk about the under the slab um, plumbing. Right. Uh, And there's two kinds of plumbing. There's fresh water coming in, which is pressured, Mm -hmm. and then... Uh, the non-pressured drainage pipe. Right. So, and also sometimes gas lines. Ah, good yes. point. Gas yeah. lines are on the ground. See, she knows more than um, you she give yourself show. credit for. <laughs> <laughs> years and years of dealing with problems with these things. All right, and you are the ultimate problem solver. I have to admit that. It's my job. Yeah. So let's talk about pressure pipe coming in first. So um, every once in a while, I hear a uh, client will call and say, hey, um, all of a sudden we have water seeping up. Right, right. What, how how so can the, you see that coming? So the, the concrete slab on, in, I'll say, newer homes, um, <laughs> back in the day we used to build houses on sub-foundations where they're built off of the ground with wood. Um, and we can go into a big old long story about that. But over time, we've gotten smarter. So we start building houses on concrete slabs and they're off the ground. Um, when they construct these homes, uh, all the plumbing is pretty much run underground. And then it goes through your concrete slab 
and then it obviously protrudes out from the ground and goes to wherever fixture it needs to go. Um, so again, you have water supply lines, you have drain lines, you have gas lines, uh, like Susan says. And so most of those materials are not visually accessible, right, during our inspection. Uh, but there's different things that we can use. There's different tools that we have that we can try to identify some of these areas. Um, we can actually call out uh, different professionals that we work with. Um, they can, if you feel like there's a uh, water leak coming from somewhere, usually when it's a water supply line, it's more substantial water damage versus a drain line uh, because water is constantly in these, these supply lines. Uh, so we can actually come out with specialized equipment. We can pressurize your water supply lines within the house and figure out if there's a water leak or we're losing pressure. Uh, we can also put dye in the water. Um, and then hopefully just as we're there, some of that dye comes up from wherever the leak is at. And we can identify exactly where it's at, whether it be underneath the toilet or, you know, up in an attic from a water supply line coming from up there or somewhere in the ground <coughs> underneath your, your finished flooring. So we'd be able to identify those. <coughs> so what is the fix? If you have a concrete slab foundation um, and you said how, you know, we've gotten smarter and, and, and yeah. now we don't do the wood subfloors, although I would think it would be easier to fix plumbing if you got an 18 inch right. crawl space. <coughs> Well, so the, the materials, how do you fix that stuff? Yeah, so the materials that we use nowadays are a lot more durable. Uh, back in the day, we used to use, you know, galvanized water supply piping, uh, cast iron materials. Um, these materials, they would just deteriorate over time. They weren't meant to last forever. Nowadays, we use different materials such as, you know, uh, PEX water supply lines, which are plastic, copper, uh, those types of things. So they last longer. They're designed to be in these wet areas or, or moisture areas underground. Uh, but if they do have an issue uh, and they do crack by, by, you know, whatever the case may be, um, we don't crack open your foundation, right? We don't tear out all your flooring and open up your foundation and fix it and then pour a new foundation, which is possible. We usually don't do that. What we'll do is we'll just cut the line and we'll run around it, whether it be up in your attic, whether it be, you know, somewhere around the outside of the home to make it more accessible, easier, cost effective. And this way we're not tearing up and in, in, uh, damaging the integrity of the home. So we try to go around it and one run water lines somewhere else. And Susan will probably vouch for this, too, is and I don't know what you guys do in the process of your uh, your warranty. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's probably the way you would do it because it's more cost effective. It's easier and it's less intrusive for sure. Yeah, so home warranties do cover these lines in concrete foundations. Uh, they generally will have a limit of $1,500, mm -hmm. which is nice to have. It's like three times what the warranty costs, so it's a benefit. But these problems have a tendency to be m much more expensive than that. But right. I do find that in most cases, homeowners will choose, will choose to reroute the lines, like he said, rather than Jack hiring through concrete and having to repour and, and all of that. The good thing about um, when someone has one of these problems is that they are typically covered by homeowners insurance. Right. And so our $1,500 that we pay, of course it depends upon the homeowner's insurance deductible. Some people have very high deductibles, but let's say you have $1,000. Well, they've now got their first $1,500 covered. So essentially they end up with no mo money out of pocket and their homeowner's insurance ends up paying for that. Yeah. You I know mean, why I like having the two of you as guests today? 
Um, these are all the questions I was going to ask, but I didn't have to because you're, <laughs> you're answering them yeah. ahead I mean, of time. You know, Susan's talking about the $1,000 deductible, whether you know whatever your deductible is. But if you look at it in the scheme of things, $1,000 up front for a potential eight, nine, $10,000 fix, um, that's a pretty good deal if you ask me. Um, so yeah. definitely a good idea to get to get a home warranty for sure and keep that. Yeah, I was gonna share with you a, qu a quick story because I thought it was funny. I've got a lot of funny stories, <laughs> but uh, I'll never forget I got a call from a homeowner who's a, a doctor, big beautiful home um, off of uh, Venice Extension, and uh, he had gone away on a trip and came home, and his entire living room carpet was covered with a field of toadstools. Wow. And so obviously at some point someone had, you know, on the bottoms of their shoes dragged in some spores from toadstools from grass or whatever outside. And he ended up having a crack in the concrete of the foundation and seepage of water coming up through um, from a hot water line. And so there was enough water and it was warm enough, moist enough to just let these spores go crazy yeah. while he was out of town. He literally had a field of toadstools in his house in the living room. When you first started telling the story, I was picturing that he put these toadstool carpets out there. <laughs> but you're talking about real ones. Real ones. Oh, yeah. wow. Why do you see kind of poking out of your grass every now and then? Yeah. Yes, only yeah. in his living room. So and lots of them. When I say field, he stopped counting at around 150 of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is there anything that a homeowner or renter or whoever's living in the home can do to prevent those under slab cracks or leaks or is I that just ground, sh ground yeah. shifts our ground yeah. shifts this it, is where it's we a get little bit difficult it's a little bit difficult to to prevent those uh, because it's not anything that you can touch it's not anything that you can adjust um everything is you know in the ground so being it's not much you can do that's why it's probably going to be covered by insurance because it's a just an event that happened and, and um, I know we have an expert on homeowners insurance here um, but if it's a one-time event uh, I think that usually gets covered is that right mr. expert Bobby Thistle okay he's given the thumbs up yeah he he's our board operator and once in a while I try to embarrass him like this by calling <laughs> He, he thinks coming here on a Saturday is going to be fun and yeah. easy, right? But I, are, I put him on the really spot. Are you in home insurance? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, man, he should be out of here instead of me. Um, that That's good because, you know, you want to know what your homeowner's insurance covers for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and probably Bobby knows is, you know, some things are covered uh, if they're maintained, but some things aren't covered because you – maybe neglected them or forgot to maintenance them mm -hmm. on a regular basis if i'm not right bobby yeah he's shaking well, his head and, yes and, and think about it i mean have any of us actually said not you bobby but how the three of us when you get your homer's policy do you sit down and read it word for word cover to cover have you ever has anybody yeah that's a ever lot of done pages. that i mean i'm sure a few most people find out what their homer's policy covers and doesn't when they have a problem yeah and then it's too late and yeah. they scramble, oh, gee, Bobby, can I add it in now? Because they do that with the home warranty all the time. Oh, I forgot to cover that, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it really is a good idea, really, truly is a good idea to have a good homeowner's insurance agent who can sit down and explain to you what your policy covers oh, and what it doesn't. Definitely. So you have the right coverage because 
finding out too late, usually homeowners claims are pretty costly. Yeah. It's easier to pay that premium up front than the problem that's not covered later. Definitely. All right. So uh, in the first two segments, we've talked a lot about a home on the roof, under the home. When we get back in our next segment, let's talk about actually living in the home and some of the um, things that are in there. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, and we are proud to be Americans here on Welcome Home Radio. And um, with us, we have Carlos Rosario of Blueprint Home Inspection, Susan Britter of First American Home Warranty. During the break, Susan kept wanting to ask Carlos a question. I had to hold on, wait, wait, ask it on the air so everybody gets to hear the answer. So, yeah. So you're on, Susan. Ask him that tough question. Well, it's not that tough, but um, home inspections, of course, we usually think of them as being something that's done in the process of purchasing a home. But, you know, I I think of my own house, and my own house is 30 years old. Um, How many times does somebody just want to have a home inspector come out and do a home inspection to basically give them a list of things they should be maintaining, things that need to be repaired, replaced, whatever, I mean, I think that would be a really good idea because you need an expert out um, to be able to tell you these things for people that aren't handy and, you know, know, know what to do. Absolutely. Um, so one of the reasons we've been able to be so successful or busy um, in the, I don't know what you call it, down market, whatever you want to call it. I call it normal. But um, the, the, the so reason do for I, that. So do I, by the way. What it, so do I. Yeah. So. The, the reason we're able to be uh, so busy and successful is because we not only do uh, transactional inspections during escrows, uh, we also do um, what's called pre-listing inspections, so people getting ready to sell their houses, mm-hmm. uh, we inspect it. Um, we do um, uh, commercial uh, retail space inspections. Uh, we do um, uh, inspections for property management companies, so anytime a rental home has been um, occupied for a year or two years uh, and they change uh, uh, occupants we will actually go in and do an inspection and, and kind of run through the house to kind of give the homeowner an idea of what's going on and what needs to be addressed as far as health and safety items and then the new tenant moves in um, and we also do um, you know homeowner inspections where people will look us up on the web and they'll be like hey you know what I see this in my house and I see this can you come and just give my house a full rundown and, and Give yeah. me some details on what's like going a, on. A, a physical. Yeah, you know, a physical. For, Absolutely. For your, it's just like, house. Yeah, it's so just like just, a doctor. Yeah, you go see the doctor. It's cheaper to stay on top of it, and it maintains the, the value of your home um, much better when you, no you just stay on top of everything. You no don't question. let something fall into disrepair. Yes, and definitely. Your neighbors appreciate it. Everybody appreciates it. But I yeah. hadn't really thought about that. Um, how, how many homeowners do you get maybe on a monthly basis that – they're not moving. They're not selling. It's not a pre-listing uh, situation. They just want that check. On a monthly basis, um, I'd say about maybe two. But recently, with the rain that we've oh, been having, yeah. having um, I've probably gotten to a week. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody, not everybody, but some people are freaking out about all the water that's been attacking their home. And so we've been able to go in and identify you know where the moisture is intruding from and, and give them some 
ways that they can help uh, alleviate some of that moisture for sure. So definitely a big one. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for that. Okay. And you're bringing up a good point. Trees and rain and moisture and roofs and, and foundations kind of have a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> yeah. So trees oftentimes are the, the culprits, even though you want trees. Trees add value to a home, mm -hmm. to a property. Uh, and, and certainly, and not just monetary value, but you know, the shade tree and all, yeah. but uh, roots can be a problem. Oh, no doubt. I mean, my last house, I had large trees around my home um, and it was in an established neighborhood and I love the trees, especially during the springtime, they were beautiful. Um, but they do wreak havoc, like you say. Um, I had one tree root, it was so big, it was lifting up the um, retaining wall between the neighboring house um and so retaining walls are made out of brick cinder block and the tree roots were just lifting it up um like no big deal um, and that same tree root actually traveled across you know 20 feet across my yard and actually broke my main incoming water supply line so my backyard was flooded and luckily i was home to witness it because if not i, I could have probably got a big bill uh, and probably even more damage than that um but it broke this this water supply line underground um and i'll tell you funny uh, it's funny now but i repaired that line and two days later another tree broke the same line in the front yard oh um so it was it was a mess at my house for like uh, a week and a half um but yeah trees definitely they're pretty they're nice to look at um they can save you energy as far as energy uh blocking some of that sun um but it, they, they do cause problems if they're yeah, not they, maintained. They wreak havoc. We see it all the time. And I always say trees are somewhat like icebergs. What you see above ground doesn't yeah. represent what's going on underground yeah. at all. And nobody knows. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They have no idea what's going on with those tree roots. But, yeah, I have big those big, huge redwood trees. I've got Japanese pear. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking 30-year-old trees, so they're, they're huge. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I look at in my neighborhood, and you can usually tell what's going on in the neighborhood by what's going on with the neighbors. One by one by one, all the neighbors are having front yards dug up, yeah. plumbing lines replaced, and it's only a matter of time between, you know, I'm next. Yeah. It happens, it happens to everybody. So you just need to be aware of that. Yeah. And, and luckily, it was just a water line. It took me, you know, an hour and a half to dig it up and then another hour and a half to fix it. So it wasn't uh, detrimental, uh, but we definitely need water. We didn't have water for a couple hours. Um, but definitely maintaining your trees, planting your trees away from the house, uh, away from the foundation. I see people plant trees right next mm -hmm. to the house, and, and that can cause some problems. Uh, so definitely plant them away from the house. And Keep the type the of trees. Yeah. Pay attention to the type of trees in the root system. Yeah. Whether they're deep or shallow, or they spread wide, or they, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very, very important. The right tree in the right place is a beautiful tree yeah. and, and a, an investment into your property. The right tree in the wrong place or the wrong tree in the right place, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, like my neighbor's trees, they were in the perfect spot. They would actually block the five o'clock sun while we were hanging out in the backyard. So I appreciated their trees for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. As long as they kept the roots on their side. <coughs> yes. Not on the, not on the <laughs> side of the fence. You know, that's th we, maybe we can legislate and make laws that roots have to uh, respect property lines yeah. too. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. They just don't listen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the root of the problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he got it. <laughs> All right. So let's go inside the house now. Let's talk about appliances. Um, Susan, mm-hmm. how uh, is are appliances a major claim on home warranties? Well, it's very interesting because historically, and I've been in the warranty business a very long time, but historically in the industry, when we looked statistically at where claims come from, the number one was always plumbing because, of course, we have multiple sources of plumbing issues in the house, multiple toilets and water heaters and pipes and faucets and whatnot, right? Um, The second biggest was HVAC, so heating and air conditioning, and then the third was appliances. And what was very interesting is when COVID hit and everybody stayed at home, Within the matter of one year period of time, appliances shot to the number one number of claims turned in to home warranty companies. Interesting. Yeah, because people weren't home. They were cooking. They were doing, you know, more dishes in the dishwasher because they were doing more cooking. People were eating their three meals at home instead of dinner just at home and whatever out. And um, it's maintained that now since COVID and still we're here in 2023 now. And those statistics remain the same. So, yes, we get a lot of claims with appliances, a lot. Mm-hmm. You think some of it has to do with uh, the complexity of some of these appliances, you know, the electronics and the I digital do. boards? I mean, it's just like that with cars. The more you have and then the more this, the yeah. potentially can go wrong. Yeah. Um, and so we try to make life easier by using technology. In my opinion, it just makes things much more difficult, yeah. you know. I mean – you have a touch panel now with a computer board. Was it really that hard to turn a knob before? <laughs> you, know, right. It, right. you know what I'm saying? I mean, it looks sleek, and we like the way it looks, but, you know, my microwave is out, and it needs a new motherboard in it, and it's uh, I haven't had a microwave now for about two weeks, and it's going to be about another 10 days until that motherboard comes in. I'm not going to die without a microwave but like with anything else (laughs) well it's not convenient let's put it that way but you don't appreciate something until you don't have the use of it Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have a burning desire for microwave popcorn every day because Mm -hmm. you don't have a microwave right so i'm yeah we see just sit lots of claims and it's inconvenient for people especially refrigerators Um, we always have a substitute for a stove we can wash dishes by hand if our dishwasher doesn't work but when our refrigerators don't work, we've got a real problem. Yeah, definitely. But refrigerator. refrigerators are not normally covered in a typical home warranty. In basic coverage, they're not. But in a couple of other plans, they are covered. Yeah. Okay. So it all depends upon the plan that the homeowner has selected. So uh, as a realtor who's uh, providing home warranty information to the buyer, um, we should have them go through the different plans. It's a, yes, it's a very, it's a it's a good idea, and also as far as um, specifically refrigerators go, and then also washer dryers because those are the three appliances that are always extra on a different plan. All other kitchen appliances are flat out basic coverage, but typically a refrigerator washer dryers, at least historically, have gone out with a seller. A buyer brings in their own, and the original purpose of a home warranty in an, in a real estate transaction was to help solve the issue of, of liability, meaning uh, if a buyer moved in and something happened with the stove, they're now not going back to their realtor and their seller saying, hey, you didn't disclose something to me, you knew it was broken kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why refrigerators and washers and dryers, again, are extra because they're not typically left in the house. Now, I do see that they are more now than ever before 
especially refrigerators, the seller will have the refrigerator as part of the sale. So in that case, it's really important for the realtors to discuss it with their clients. Um, and it's important for buyers to understand that if they want that refrigerator covered, they need a different plan than just the basic coverage. See, that's why I like, as a realtor, tuning in to Welcome Home Radio every week. Actually, it's easy for me to tune in. I'm here. <laughs> but I just learned something, and that is, hey, I better be more aware of that refrigerator because you're right. They are staying with the transaction more and more. You go back 20 years ago, rarely did the refrigerator stay. Yeah. It's, it's being used as a negotiation tool here lately. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. that one thing that pushes the, the deal over the edge, you know, like, oh, man, I don't know. Well, we'll give you the fridge. Or yeah, we'll throw the in the fridge. Yeah, because the fridges are nicer now. They're, they're nice, beautiful. You know? They're set into cabinetry. Yeah. I mean, all, all yeah. kinds They're of matching, things. you know, if they have new matching yeah. set, yeah. like they want the refrigerator to match. And that's just the, you know, the... the but, but you two are forgetting the main reason why their refrigerators are staying more and more. They're getting harder and harder to move. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. They're huge. Yeah. They're huge. Um, but I, you can I, see why they need to be addressed, <coughs> though, because think of if you're a buyer moving into a house, it wouldn't make logical sense to them. Well, why is my stove and my oven, my microwave, my dishwasher covered, but not my fridge? How come you didn't tell me this wasn't covered yeah. and why? They would not understand that um, because they're not involved in this discussion. Yeah. How about air conditioners? An air conditioning system, is that a standard coverage or is that an option? Uh, basic coverage doesn't cover air conditioning, but Does there are not. a few people in the, in the Valley buy basic coverage. They will always buy our second or third plan, which includes air conditioning. Like me. All right. And I guess the reason for that is if you were over on the coast, you may not have air conditioning. Exactly. Or need it. Exactly. And another thing regarding home warranty, interestingly enough, is that there are statistically more houses in ca the state of California. Home warranties are written on a state-by-state -state basis, right? So there are, his, uh, there are more houses in the state of California that do not have air conditioning than do. And that's why it's not covered in basic coverage and people are being charged for something they don't have. So that's why those of us that do just select a different plan or add the option in. I got you. We are going to another commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Susan Britter of First American Home Warranty, Carlos Rosario of Blueprint Home Insur Inspection. I was almost ready to say insurance because, you know, with that intro music we have from Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think that makes you think of insurance that that's yeah. why we need insurance <laughs> bobby yeah bobby sets that up so that we think in yeah, the importance does. of insurance yeah. and if any of our listeners wonder what how come we never hear from bobby he doesn't have a microphone back there it, it, so uh, he actually can talk he's very articulate well educated and um <laughs> he can't say anything right now yeah. <laughs> but he's smiling. Hey, all right. I like it. So let, you know, we went all through, we were on top of the house with the roof, the bottom of it with the foundation. We got inside with appliances, but here's something near and dear to all of us here in the Central Valley, HVAC. HVAC. What does HVAC stand for? Uh, HVAC stands for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. 
so it's it's huge in the Central Valley. And Bobby's shaking his head. Everybody's shaking his head in this room because in Fresno, as everybody and all the listeners know, Fresno gets hot. Uh, it gets over 100 degrees earlier and earlier, I feel like, every year. And air conditioning is extremely important here in the Valley. Um, so, you know, just to touch on what Susan said earlier uh, on what coverage um, as far as a home warranty covers, um, HVAC is, or the heating and cooling system, may or may not be covered depending on what type of package you got. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give you a, a perfect example. I bought a house a while back and it had two air conditioning units and I tried to negotiate getting new ones and that didn't work. So I just kind of just dealt with it. Um, I actually, the homeowners, the sellers actually bought me a two year home warranty. So I was like, okay, cool. At least I'm covered for at least two years. And it actually worked really good for two years. Um, but towards the end of the second year, um, one of them was kind of running hard. Uh, and so in the summertime, they run hard. And so I maintain my systems all the time. They run tip-top as far as, wow, Don. Wow. <laughs> but um, they, they run really well because I maintain them. Um, but this one was just, it was just running hard all the time. It would never shut off. And so the air conditioner is supposed to, you know, pull the heat from your house and then shut itself off when it's satisfied. But this unit did not. It just kept running. Uh, so I found some ductwork in the attic that was disconnected. I did connected that. Uh, but this thing was just running all the time. Um, so I finally uh, got the home warranty. Uh, I didn't want to, like, use it because I figured it was preventative maintenance. They came out um, and the system was basically on its last leg and they were like hey this thing needs to be replaced um so they did end up replacing the compressor and you know the compressor is probably the most expensive part in the air conditioner mm-hmm. they're um, expensive today yeah um, they're expensive and and just that part alone tripled what i would have paid for my um home warranty mm-hmm. um cost um so anyway i paid my deductible or whatever the trip fee was 75 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever and they came out and they basically replaced my compressor and my air conditioner. So home warranty, even though sometimes I used to knock it, it actually helped me in this instant because I chose for the package that actually covered the air conditioning components. And in this case, it cost me, you know, it was almost, it was about 1900 bucks for this compressor. I got it, I got it for the $75. I did have to pay for a couple of the other components to get done, but at the end of the day, I made out, uh, and so home warranty was very useful um, at that point for sure. And I'm kind of impressed by the home warranty industry because your prices have not doubled, but yet the cost of uh, appliances and and material has probably more than doubled. I just had to buy a water heater. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and prices... Are, are going up, but nothing drastically like for a home warranty. Maybe prices will raise about $20 this year, which is insignificant compared to the cost of labor and the materials themselves. Um, everything, well, we know prices of everything have skyrocketed, right. and this is no exception. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go to water heaters. <laughs> is there anything you can do to maintain a water heater so that they last longer? Um, so, yeah, I mean, typically water heaters depending on the brand, the style, where they're located, usually it lasts about 20 years or so. Um, all, Almost all the manufacturers warranty their units for about 10 years. So after about 10 years, they start needing maintenance. Um, so whether it be a gas valve, 
whether it be the burner chamber, whether it be, you know, uh, flue pipe cleaning. Um, you There's different things that you can do to, to maintain a water heater. Now, water heater is one of those things where you just, like, forget about it, right? Uh, just like the roof. You just kind of, if it supplies heated water, great. But the day it doesn't, uh, you notice that, you know, you got rust in your burner chamber or your TPR valve is leaking or, um, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so what you could do is you could uh, flush your water heater. Uh, so they'll plumber will come out and empty all the water out, get rid of all that sediment that's in there. So as your water's uh, inside your, your, your tank, it does build up rust and sediment and those types of things. And it plugs up your, your burner chamber and those things. So you can definitely flush out your water heater. Uh, keep your water temperature at a sensible level. Don't keep it cranked up all the way to extreme hot all the time um, where you have, you know, 210 degree water. Um, you know, keep it at a normal. 212 is boiling, <laughs> right? 212. <laughs> so right before boiling, uh, you know, scalding. You don't want any scalding water coming through. Um, so keep it at a reasonable level. Um, so this way your water heater is not running as hard all the time. Interesting. Tankless water heaters have to be maintained at least once a year. To really? be covered or? Just to for maintenance purposes. Yeah. That's your advice. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They Strong need, advice, to, I can they tell. Need to, they absolutely need to be maintained. And a lot of people who purchase homes that have a tankless water heater, they don't even think about that. But it's very, yeah. very important. Almost even more important than a standard tank water heater uh, that tankless ones need to maintain. I mean, they both do. But um, it's really going to cause a failure with a tankless water heater if they are not properly maintained. Yeah. Okay, and by the way, all of these tips are whether you own the home, are thinking of buying it or selling it, mm -hmm. or if you're renting the home. Mm -hmm. If you're renting the home, you have a vested interest in that place. You, you want to maintain it. So, yeah. uh, Absolutely, and if you're, yeah, if you're renting a home, you should talk to the owner about it or property manager, if it's being managed by property manager. Um, how, how is it going to be maintained? Is it my responsibility? Is it your responsibility? Because it's all done a little differently, obviously. But yeah, it's very important to just, things are just much easier. It's like your car. Oh my We goodness. all maintain our cars, right? And we accept that as part of owning a car. But that's the one mechanical thing that it's sort of a given for us, but we just don't think about anything else in our life that, that needs maintenance. Yeah, so your, your, your home is your biggest investment, probably. Yeah. You want to take care of your investment. Uh, you want to make sure it holds its value. And so if you continue to maintain your home, um, it'll take care of you. So just like you talk about a car, just like a used car, you buy a used car, you know, you got to change the oil. You got to rotate the tires. You got to change the fluids. You got to check the brakes. You got to do all these things to help you um, get from point A to point B. And if you forget to do those things or you neglect to do those things, your car will leave you somewhere or your air conditioner will stop running or you will get, you know, poor gas mileage or whatever, flat tire. So just like your car, maintain your house as well. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, just under two minutes left, so I wanna start with you, Carlos. What do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Um, just preventative maintenance on their home. Um, don't neglect your home, even though you come home and all the lights turn on and your microwave works. Um, there's other things that are going on in your house, so especially with the extreme weather that's going on. Um, if you see anything, um, definitely don't neglect it. Don't just kind of sweep it under the rug. Definitely get somebody to come out and take a look at it so you're protecting your investment. All right. And how about you, Susan? What do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Well, I just really have to chime in with what Carlos had to say. 
that maintenance is everything for 152 different reasons, maintaining the value of your property, um, your neighbors love you more, yeah, <laughs> and your definitely. home looks better. I mean, you know, it, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons for it. But you're living in your home. Like he said, it's your largest investment. It's your comforts where your children are, your yep. family is, and you want to be comfortable there. Yep. I would like you, Susan, to go over those 152 reasons. <laughs> However, <laughs> we're at the end of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I want to thank both of you for coming in today. And most of all, thank our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. We'll be back again next week. Thank you. Everybody take care.